What's up, everyone, and welcome to Making the Shift. We're an SLP couple from California with three boys and a passion for finding better ways to support autistic kids. I'm Chris. You might know me as Speech Dude. I'm a neurodivergent high school SLP and the creator of the dynamic assessment of social-emotional learning, and I specialize in crafting neurodiversity-affirming IEPs through my online course. And I'm Jesse, a sensory integration trained SLP, owner of a top rated clinic in Los Angeles, and the creator of the Inside Out Sensory Communication Programs for Parents and Therapists. Join us weekly to learn neurodiversity affirming ways to support social emotional development and regulation in autistic kids. Are you ready to make the shift? Hello and welcome to Making the Shift. Today we are talking about why you should not withhold kids' preferred items and what to do instead. First of all, raise your hand if you have ever had a child walk into your therapy session holding their favorite toy and you thought, you know what, I'm just going to take this toy away so that we can go on with our session and you do it. Okay. Now raise your hand if you immediately regretted that decision because it led to a very big response and now the rest of your session and everything else you wanted to do absolutely went out the window. Okay, I feel like we have all been there. So what we are talking about today is five reasons you should not withhold kids preferred items And then don't worry, I will be telling you exactly what you should do instead. So I'm going to give you five reasons you should not withhold their items and then five things to do instead of withholding them or taking them away from them, okay? But imagine you just picked up your favorite cookie from a bakery and you're going over to your friend's house. You go to your friend's house, your friend reaches and grabs that cookie and just eats it. You're gonna be thinking, Um, excuse me, I was going to eat that. What are you doing? Right. And then the next time you go to your friend's house, you're probably going to be thinking, I probably shouldn't bring my favorite snacks to this person's house anymore because I don't trust them. Okay. The first reason I'm giving you that we shouldn't withhold preferred items is that it breaks trust. Okay. And maybe the snack isn't as good of an example, but imagine you walk into your friend's house and they just take your cell phone and they're just like, okay, I'm going to hold on to this. And then when we're done hanging out today, I'll give it back to you. You would be thinking, okay, that is mine. First of all, that's not yours. Are you going to ask me before you take it? Or are you just going to, are you just going to take it away from me? Now you don't trust that person anymore. That immediately breaks trust with someone. And the thing about trust is that It is absolutely foundational for building language and learning, and that is because it is instrumental in building connections and building relationships with people. When we don't feel safe, we cannot move up. You've heard me talk about the language staircase where we start with regulation, engagement, we move up to our language building. When we are not feeling safe, we cannot climb that staircase. We cannot access the logical thinking centers of our brain. Okay, safety is the number one thing that we need in order to build a strong foundation for learning. And that is because that is how our brains work. Okay, our brain has one function that is more important than any other function. What is it? Survival. 
okay? Our brain's number one job is for us to survive. Its job is to protect us. Its job is to keep us safe. And if we are in a place where we are not feeling that we are safe, whether that's an environment or whether that's a person we're with, we are going to remain kind of locked in that downstairs brain, unable to access the upstairs brain where all the logical thinking happens and where all of the learning happens. Okay, so number one reason is it not to withhold is it breaks trust. The second reason is that it causes dysregulation. Okay, imagine that scenario where you come into your friend's house and they take your phone away and then immediately you're going to be like agitated, you're going to be annoyed, you're going to be like, what is wrong with you? You're going to get angry and you're going to have all these feelings boil up. And then they're going to, they say like, oh, let's go. I don't know. What do you do with friends other than hang out and watch movies? Like, let's go talk about how the your week went. Your mind would still be dysregulated. Like you would still be frustrated thinking about, okay, but when are they going to give me back my phone? Seriously, I really need that phone. Right. So when we take something away from a child that is so important to them, because most of the things, not always the case, and we'll talk about this in a minute, but a lot of the times the things kids bring in their hand to sessions are something that's really valuable to them, like a favorite toy or favorite item. And the second we take that away from them is going to cause them to get so dysregulated because they're going to be worried. They're going to be concerned. They're going to be angry. They're going to be frustrated, like all of these feelings causing them to be dysregulated, which is only going to keep them in that downstairs brain where they are thinking about survival and not thinking about it, where their brain is focusing on survival, how to protect them because they're not feeling regulated. So same thing with us, same thing with kids will cause dysregulation. And obviously when we're dysregulated, that is not when we are going to be in the best place to be learning. So that is not the place that you want a child to be when they come into the therapy session. Okay, third reason not to withhold items is that it creates a power differential. It is, okay, I'm the person up here at the top. I'm the important person and I get to make all the decisions and I'm gonna take this away from you and now you have to do what I want. And true relationships, true connection are based on something very important, mutual respect. When we are creating a power differential, it is not showing, I respect you as a person. I'm here to connect with you as a person. It is saying, I'm more important than you. I get the, I get to make the decisions around here. Okay. This is a form of conditional love. It's if you meet these conditions I set for you, then I will play with you. Then I will like hanging out with you. Then I will praise you, right? That's a condition that we're setting for them. So that is definitely not something we want to do if we are, if our true goal is to get a child comfortable and learning in a session and connected, our goal is to connect with them, not to create this power differential where we feel like we have to hang things over their head just to get them to interact with us. Okay, number four reason why we should not withhold preferred items is that it will decrease their intrinsic motivation over time, decrease their motivation. Okay, and the reason for this is because how it is naturally set up. So if you take something away from a child and say, 
I'll give this back to you after you're essentially setting up a working for system, like an, I am working for, I'm in this session so that I can get my toy back at the end, or you're setting up kind of an, if then, if you do this activity, then you can get this toy back, or then you can get this car back or this, whatever you were holding back. And what we know about if then statements, sticker charts, token boards, working for these all, which are all ex external rewards, these decrease a child's motivation over time. Will they get kids to comply? Maybe. Like if I came up to you and I said, if you eat this spider, I'll give you a million dollars. You're probably going to eat that spider. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? But that doesn't mean it's going to make you like eating spiders in the future, right? So that's not how it works for us. So why would we expect it to work like that for kids? It's if you play this game with me, then you can have this toy back. That's going to maybe make them play the game with you, but it's not going to make them want to play the game with you more in the future. If you want to learn more about this, we have an entire episode on this. I don't have the number on hand, but I, I think it's like within our first 10 episodes, I want to say where we did a whole episode on um, behaviors and using rewards and things like that. So definitely check that out if you want to learn more about that. But the idea is that withholding these preferred items or telling them they can have it at the end of the session is not going to make them more intrinsically motivated to be in that session with you and be interacting with you. Okay, last reason, the fifth reason why we shouldn't withhold preferred items is that it is ignoring what the child's needs are. It is invalidating what the child's needs are. Okay, the first question we want to ask ourselves is why is this child holding on to this object? We'll have kids come into session where they come in with their train and that train is in their hand the whole session, right? And I'm sure you've seen that before too. But why are they holding on to the object? Is it for comfort? Is it for emotional security? Is it their way of coping with something that's stressful? Are they holding on to it because it gives them a sense of control and it's the only thing they get to control in their lives, right? We see a lot of kids who will hang on to that little bit of control they can have because they have so little control over everything else that happens to them throughout the day. But this, their hand, they can control that. So is that what it is? Is it a sensory need? And if it is, then they're probably holding on to that because it's helping them regulate. Like maybe it's a child who's holding a squishy toy or holding something that gives them really good pressure in their hands and that is regulating to them. Okay, so the so the idea here is we don't want to just take that away without knowing the reason that they're doing it. And a lot of times if we can find the reason, they'll probably drop it and move on to something else. Like if the reason is that they need it for emotional security, but you have a relationship with that child and you guys are so connected and have such a strong relationship that they feel so comfortable and secure, like they're going to trust you enough to put that item down and go play with you and do something. It's not going to have to be where you're trying to coerce them into letting it go. They're just going to do it. If it is for a sensory need, then the moment that you meet their sensory needs, they are likely going to move on from it. Okay. But our goal really isn't just to get them to move on from it. 
So let's move into five things you can do instead. So instead of withholding preferred items, here's what you can do instead. One, the most obvious, I will say, which is include that item in whatever activity you are playing. I, you know, had this little girl would love to come in with her Thomas the Train and Thomas the Train would do everything with us. Thomas the Train would go on the swing. Thomas the Train would would play with all the other trains and would move around the room, right? So including the item in whatever you're you're doing. We would sing hello to Thomas the Train, right? Like it is very much, the preferred item is very much included in the therapy session. That's number one. Number two, get your own similar item. Do not try to take theirs, but get one that is similar so that you can play together. So if it's a train, maybe you're going to bring in other trains. If it's a car, you're going to bring in other cars. If it's a stuffed animal, you can bring in other stuffed animals, right? So the idea is that you are not breaking that trust by trying to make them take turns with your with their favorite thing. Like if I came to you and said, okay, my turn uh, to use your phone, and then you can have a turn to use your phone. You're like, that is my phone though. That is not yours. Give that to me. You don't get a turn, right? So get your own phone. So go get your own similar item and then you can engage the child by playing together, right? Chances are if child comes in with a Thomas the Train and then you bust out your Logan and your, I'm blanking. I should know all of the names. There's one on the tip of my tongue. Okay, but if you can bust out all of Thomas's friends in your session, chances are that child's going to be very excited and that is going to turn into a great activity for you. Or if it's like a little bear the child brings in and then you bring in, like if you're like me, I've got this far box over here with all of my beanie babies I had since I was a kid and I bring those in and now we're going to sing to all of the animals and we're going to put all the animals on the swing and they're all going to have a turn, right? We can create a therapy activity out of that. Okay, so number one is include their item in the therapy. Number two is get an item that is similar to engage them in a play activity with. Okay, number three, <laughs> give them an offer they can't refuse. Give them an offer they can't say no to. That is a business method, right? But same thing with kids. Get, show them an activity, give them something that they're not going to say no to because they love it so much that it is something that they are going to want to do no matter what. So say the child loves your collection of squishy balls. And you see, I use a lot of sensory based examples because those are generally really motivating for kids. But say your child loves your collection of squishy balls. Chances are you bring out your collection of squishy balls. They're going to set that toy down next to them and they're going to start playing with whatever it is that's in front of them. So giving them something that's so fun and so exciting that they that they will happily move on, right? Because they now want to play with that activity. Okay. Number 4. My favorite which will probably be your least favorite <laughs> suggestion, which is instead of withholding a child's preferred item, do nothing. Just continue on with your therapy activity. Do whatever it is that you planned on doing without even worrying about the fact that they have that preferred item in their hand, 
right? That does not need to be the focus of the therapy activity. The focus doesn't need to be trying to get that away from them or distracting them. It can just be, hey, let's go on with our therapy activity and you can continue holding that as long as you want. You put it down. That's cool too. You come back to it. That's fine. And it doesn't have to be a big deal, right? And that leads right into number five, which is the last thing that you should be doing instead of withholding an item is focusing on the connection. Focus on the connection with the child. Focus on making the session fun for the child. Focus on making the child feel safe. Focus on meeting the child's sensory needs. When you do that, you don't have to worry about, oh, but this train in their hand is is so distracting because it won't be. You will be meeting their sensory needs. They'll be having fun. This is when they're going to be in the place to learn. And it's just not going to matter to you, okay? The focus in our session should not be on the thing that they're holding. The second that you make that your focus, you're going to have the kid come into the therapy room. You're going to be like, oh my God, he brought his train again. Now I'm going to have to figure out what to do with this. And then all of a sudden, all of your energy and focus goes toward the exact wrong thing. You get angry. You're going to get annoyed. You're going to be frustrated, right? And what is the point of that? It is not going to do anything for your session. So ask yourself, why do you want to take this away so badly? And usually I would say it's because as therapists, we have this plan in our heads. And if the child comes in and all of a sudden we see, oh, well, now my plan's not going to work. We feel like our plan has been derailed because this is something that we weren't expecting. And it's so funny because one of our biggest things that like people preach in working with autistic kids is I want them to be more flexible. I want them to be okay with routine changes. I want them to be okay when unexpected things happen. But how often are we completely thrown off when our plans change? And this is a perfect example. We don't need to focus on that. We don't need to say, oh my gosh, my therapy plan has gone out the window because we are going to be flexible And it's not going to matter to us because we can help our kids no matter if they bring something in their hand that day or not. Okay, so let's think more for a little bit about our flexibility. And first of all, give yourself some grace. Sessions will never always be perfect, always go according to plan. We have kids who come in and they're having great days. We have kids who come in and they just had a really hard day and you're going to see the effects of that in your session. And that's just how it is with kids. We really never know how they're going to do when they walk in the door. So try to come from a place of respect, show them that their feelings or their love, their passion for whatever they brought in is completely valid and don't break their trust. Just let them keep it or do one of these other things we talked about today so that you can still move on with your session It can be a productive session while you are also being respectful of the child. So I hope those tips work. I hope that you share this with anyone who would benefit from knowing this. I think this is something that people struggle with a lot. So if you try any of these and they work out well for you, please get back to me and let me know. Till next time. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, hit subscribe, write a review, or share it with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.